Hey, it's Chris Peters from Office Native. In this podcast, we're going to go through the steps related to SharePoint solution deployment. We came up with the six-phase approach. Uh, we're just going to walk through the phases and their associated steps and then provide more information on the Office Native site. You'll find it in the SharePoint solution deployment page on the site. There's a link to a nice little diagram you can walk through, as well as various articles about what's going on in each of the phases and why we've got them in a certain order. We'll start off with the define phase. When we're in define, we're initially meeting with customers and collecting information and documents, conducting an initial customer consultation to demo some of the basic features of SharePoint so they get a feel for what the tool can do. And if we've got a pretty good match to what they think they need and what they've seen that SharePoint can do, We'll make a decision to launch a project or at least the initial consultation phase. We'll collect some more additional artifacts from them. Normally it's documents, information, process diagrams, and things about what their process is. And then our team will outline a high-level current state of what we feel the customer is trying to accomplish. We'll normally do that with them in a series of sessions. After we do that, we'll document requirements further by working with their end users, as well as our POCs and business needs from the customer side, and put together a basic list of requirements that this new solution needs to accomplish. Once we've done that, we'll analyze the requirements a little bit further and see if there are any gaps between what the customer is looking to get done and SharePoint's inherent out-of-the-box capabilities. Once those gaps are determined, we'll work with the customers to identify potential parts of the requirement that can be met in other ways besides SharePoint, or maybe simply rolled out in future increments of the solution. Once we've got a general agreement on that, we'll present an initial design concept. Normally, it's screenshots of what we think this system could look like, maybe high-level wireframes and things like that, and just present our general thoughts to the customer on how well we think the system could be built for them to basically meet their requirement. Once we've got the define phase done, we'll move into design. At this point, we're going to take what we've got so far and create an initial design. That design might be an actual beta of a SharePoint site. Uh, sometimes it's a team site. Other times it's more of a publishing site. But we'll get the initial design done and share a prototype with our own internal team first. Let our internal SharePoint development team know, here's what we believe the customer wants. Here's what we're building. Once we've given that basic prototype, we're going to prepare for what's known as design checklist review so that we can put some rigor into the design of the solution. What we mean here is that our own internal teams have ways of developing proper standards and checklists to follow when we are putting SharePoint sites together, whether we're using code or not. And again, basically just good hygiene and practice for the building of SharePoint sites that will be manageable in the future. Once we've got that checklist review done, we might get some input back. So we'll test the solution against the checklist. And if there are gaps, we'll go close those gaps. The goal is to get that piece done before we get the customer involved again. So again, incorporate that test feedback, get our initial design site as good as possible before sharing that prototype with the customer. Now that we've got the define and the design phases covered, we're going to get into develop. In develop, we're going to apply any updates from those design reviews that are still left over. 
And then we're going to provision the customer site collection. Since we're in develop, we may need to go ahead and copy what we've built so far into a production environment, or we may have simply been building it in the production environment in a site collection or site that has security on it so that the rest of the user organizations just can't access it with the goal of simply applying those permissions back into the site when it's ready to be deployed. Sometimes we might need to build the uh, solution again in the customer's site collection, or maybe we've gone into their site collection ahead of time and pre-provisioned it. That really depends on your environments, whether you're a SharePoint on-premise or SharePoint in the cloud. We might need to add sample customer data uh, before we get ready to show the system. And uh, if the customer has additional data to provide us that we can put into this solution that we're developing for eventual deployment, we'll do it. If they don't, we can provide sample data. Final thing we'll do and develop is apply some change management functionality to the site. The idea there is we're gonna build a solution, but we'd also like to include some menu items and some pages in the site that help them um, learn about the, the uh, solution that was built. Maybe there's some job aids in there. Maybe there's simply just a help button that they can click that will open up a form so that when they are using the system in the future, they can report if something's not looking right, or maybe just ask for a future enhancement. That change management normally materializes as a list that's got a form associated with it. So far, we've talked about define, design, and develop. And we're pretty close to the point where we're going to be deploying something out to the customer organizations. That's pretty important. So what we want to be able to do when we get into deploy is get some testing done. Testing is normally going to be either quality assurance testing, which is testing what we built against what the customer is expecting it to do, more of a functional requirements and functional type of testing for them. And then our own quality control testing, just to make sure we're following our own standards when building these sites. Sometimes the quality control testing can be just to make sure that change management was applied to the site. Branding that's on the site is proper and accepted by the enterprise. Even uh, the use of images and fonts and text on the site, again, for a standard. Once that's, those two testing uh, pieces are done, we'll pilot the solution with the customer and get some more feedback. At this point, they should have been close to us throughout the process, and we should be ready for them to approve the solution rollout. A lot of times that solution rollout simply means we're going to open up the system to the rest of their user base with the folks that were in the project with us from the customer side being that first line of communications out to their organization that a solution is now ready for use. Finally, in that deploy phase, solution management is going to come into play. There might be parts of the solution where every couple of weeks a particular indexing job needs to be done, maybe monitoring how workflows are running, various things that you would normally manage in your solution uh, long-term on an ongoing basis. The support phase is pretty straightforward. What we want to do after we've deployed a solution is support it. We can support it with various things like user groups, maybe monthly SharePoint interest group meetings where folks show up and talk about how the solution's working for them. We might include training, either online or in person, as well as mentoring for site owners and super users who are really kind of running that system for their organization once we've deployed it. 
and a variety of other types of online support. SharePoint's got a lot of products out and third-party tools that actually put very good contextual help right into the sites that we build so that online support can be click away for the end user and normally relates to videos or quick tip sheets on how to take certain steps in the system that they're using. And then finally, if there's a help desk, um, when we talked about change management, the help desk could be job aids, a link to a form on their site that lets them request help or provide feedback, or maybe there's a more established formal help desk that all IT folks normally would call into or support folks would call in to talk to IT folks for help. The last phase in the methodology is evolve. You've defined a solution, designed it, and developed it. Then you deployed it, and then you're supporting it like we talked about in the first five phases. The sixth one is more, what happens down the road? Are there other solution interfaces maybe that need to be applied to what we built? Maybe there's another SharePoint system and another organization that this solution needs to share information with or interact with. Or maybe there's just future solution versions, the incremental second, third, fourth increment of this solution to maybe close the gap on other requirements that the first increment of the solution didn't meet. Maybe Microsoft's updating their own solution interfaces. Now there's a new way for our system to interface with others. Again, these are just examples of how your solutions tend to evolve over time. Even platform improvements like going from SharePoint on-prem to SharePoint in the cloud. When we get into the cloud, now we've got new features and functionality available we didn't even have in SharePoint before. And how does the availability of those new features and functionality impact the solution we built? So evolution tends to be continual. So we will continue to revisit this solution we built and see if other outside capabilities and features and functionality have come about that we might be able to take advantage of. And then finally, just the general change management of any solution that an enterprise is going to use. Normally, that's going to have to do with maybe modifications to functionality we initially built, or really to just how the system gets managed down the road. Sometimes that manifests itself as simply a new audience is using this tool now. It's been two years since rollout and they've expanded the audience of the folks who use it, they'll have to know how the system works too. Anyway, that's what we would call Evolve. And that's about it. So let's wrap this thing up. We talked about defining a solution with the customer and then designing it, and then getting an okay from the customer so we could proceed to develop that solution. When that solution is developed, it developed, we get ready to deploy it so that the users and their end user organizations can use it. And after it being deployed, we keep in mind that it needs to be a supportable solution. And then in addition to supporting it ongoing for the long term, we realize that the solution is going to evolve either internally or from external impacts. And that evolution is continual too. So keep an eye out on the Office Native site on the solution deployment page for a diagram of what we just walked through here, kind of an arrow diagram of the six phases, but also the articles that were written about this particular methodology. We'll get deeper into it. 
bottom line is if we can come up with a nice structured way to engage customers uh, to successfully build solutions for them, uh, everybody wins. And sometimes these types of methodologies turn into good little checklists that the individual customer organizations can keep with them too. So they have a feel for how they'll be engaged and what the interaction is between end user organizations and the SharePoint teams that are trying to support them. Thanks a lot.